Welcome back to Becoming Better Together. I'm your host, Bree. Let's get started. All right, so it is no secret that the coaching industry right now is absolutely exploding. The whole knowledge broker space. If you follow Tony Robbins, if you follow Dean Graziosi, maybe you're selling courses, maybe you're seeing courses just pop up everywhere. This industry is exploding right now. I didn't even know what it was two years ago, if I'm being totally honest. And so what I want to do today, because I talk to so many coaches, so many course creators, so many people that are wanting to join this revolution, these, you know, this, this space where people are selling education, they're selling knowledge online through courses that is specific to what you actually need. It's not going through a college course. It's very different. It's if you want to learn how to be better in sales, you can buy a course that teaches you directly for your industry how to be better in sales. And this is exploding in recession, all right, in recession, that is expected right now. And I say this in quotes if you're listening on the podcast, we are fearing what's coming up. And I hear this every day with everybody I talk to. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, the economy this and the economy that and recession, the big R word. Coaching is one of the one of the paths right now, one of the careers, one of the opportunities that is expected to continue to grow even if we hit recession by at least 6% year after year after year for the next five. And it will happen. Look online right now, guys. Coaching is everywhere. And it's so good. It's so good. And so if I'm being honest, I didn't know what this was two years ago. I had no idea. I had no idea what kind of scale this was going to start to explode into. I had no idea that it was lucrative. For me, when I looked up life coaches, the average coach makes about $12,000. I was like, that can't be real. Why would I ever want to do this? Life coaching, very different than business coaching, okay? But there is a way to be an amazing life coach. There is a way to use your skills and your talents and your abilities to go serve people in your zone of genius and actually make a career out of it, make money doing it because you're serving at a level that people need to buy that information from you. And what we do as coaches is we collapse time. We are the bridge from getting from one place in life to another much further place in life without you having to actually go through all of the painstaking mistakes that some of us make. And so today I'm gonna share five things. I wish I knew my first year of coaching that I had to figure out. (laughs) And so hopefully if I could be the bridge for you today, if you're questioning like, what is this coaching space? Should I get into it? I have skills, I have knowledge, I wanna share it, but I have no idea how. Is it scary? Maybe, but if I can spare you and I can teach you five things that really I wish I, I would've learned earlier, but I'm glad that I had to learn these now so that I can spare you five lessons that really, really hit me hard. My first year doing this online for the first time, because again, I was brand new to marketing online. I'm used to knocking on doors. I'm used to cold calling. I'm used to like old school, traditional networking business activities, marketing on social media, whole new ball game for me. (laughs) So I had to go from nothing to understand how to play this game and how to do this. And now I'm everywhere. Now I'm on Pinterest, now I'm on YouTube. You know, I had to learn all of it from the ground. So it was it was quite the first year, if I'm being honest. It's about 18 months now that I've, since I started the LLC and really started getting hardcore into coaching. Before that, I used my Instagram for vacation photos and my Facebook was pretty much dead. So 
So it was, it was a journey <laughs> to say the least for the first year. So these are the top five things that if again, if I can spare you, or if you're curious, I hope I can help some coaches today that don't need to make these same mistakes and I can reduce that timeline so that you can get to where you want to be so much faster. All right. So the first one, pick one, just pick one thing and get really, really good at it. Don't try to be a niche that is everything all wrapped into one. And also don't try to be on every single social media platform all at once. Pick one and get really good at it. So for me, mine was Facebook. Mine still is Facebook. That is where I get the majority of my clients. That is where the majority of my time, focus, and energy goes. Did I do that in the beginning? No, I tried to do everything way too soon. And social media, guys, it is a computer game. We're playing video games. There are so many rules to each of the different platforms. You really have to learn each of them, learn to love them, learn to master, learn to play the game, learn the rule book and become a student again. And if you just assume, no, I'll figure it out on my own, you're wrong. <laughs> you can, but it's going to take you a lot longer than if you pick one, really dive deep, really focus on it, get good at it, and then move on to the next. And I see so many people trying to spread themselves so thin because it's like, oh, I make one piece of content and I'm told I need to produce seven different things from it, put it seven different places, but then we don't know how to follow up on all seven platforms, right? And so please pick one. And I scattered myself in the beginning. I tried to learn them all at once. And really, I could have focused all of my time on Facebook and probably been had a bigger profile by now. I realized that after year one, and I've spent a lot more time and efforts just building this, and now it's begin, it's it's let my business explode to a point that I'm able to. I have a team. I've hired help. You know, I can do all these things. So now I'm on every platform. But before, I was trying to do it all on my own. Big mistake. It sucked a lot of time away from me. It also sucked a lot of belief away from me because I'll be honest. When you start to get a following somewhere, and then you move platforms, and you start at zero followers that's an ego hit. That can be a hit to be like, oh, I don't know if I want to start here from zero again. And I see this with a lot of coaches too, where, oh, well, I'm really good at this one now. I don't want to move on. It, you do need to move on, but only after you've mastered one, then move on to the next one. That, if I could give myself time back, I would. So one, get really good at one thing, master it before you move on to everything. Don't spread yourself too thin. All right. Number two, love your clients. Do not listen to them if they're trying to give you advice though. And so this happened to me too. I love my clients. I love everyone I've, I have worked with. However, sometimes they get so excited about you and your business. They're going to give you advice. They are going to be like, you should do this. You should do this. Try this. Connect with this person. Why don't you try this free class and this webinar and blah, blah, blah. Help my son. Help my wife. Help all of these people, and I love my clients for wanting me to help more people and to spread that impact and to do group programs and to do memberships and to do free levels and to try to, it was too much. And so again, I squirreled. Oh boy, did I squirrel in my first year. <laughs> okay, year two, very different, but year one, I was a squirrel. I would get good sort of at one thing and then I would listen to everything outside of me and try to help everyone outside of who I was already helping but not serving in a way that was really helping effectively. 
And so I did build a course on the side, never launched it. I did build a program for teenagers, never launched it. I did try the YouTube channel before, didn't get serious about it though, but it was a dream because someone told me I should. And so I got excited about these things because my clients were excited about it and they wanted to see me here on YouTube. They wanted to see the podcast. I wasn't ready, but I would try these things and I would go down a path and then my business would stall. Be like, oh crap. All right, let me veer back to that one thing to get really good at, which is one-on-one coaching. I love one-on-one coaching. I'm very good at one-on-one coaching. I also really liked group coaching. However, I did a group program because I started to listen to other people that couldn't afford one-on-one and I wanted to serve everybody fast. And group coaching stalled my business for four months, if I'm being honest. And so I see this, this is for you, my coaches out there. I see this all the time. We want to bring on group. We want to do it fast. We want to do it early. I want to serve so many people, but it can bottleneck your business so fast because group coaching takes a ton of time. It takes a ton of effort. It takes a ton of enrollment calls. If you're really trying to get the right people in your group, they're going to be impacted by it. And so again, my business group coaching, the month that I did it and sold it, it was a, it was great. It was the best month I've ever had. And then all of my time went to it. I didn't enroll one-on-one clients for four months and it completely stalled my business and then put me, if I'm being honest, back into imposter syndrome. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm serving more people than I ever had. And yet I feel like my business is failing. And so if you are considering group, make sure you aren't doing it too soon and that you have filled up and you've mastered the one thing that you start with, whether it's course building, whether you are starting with one-on-ones, whatever it is, don't jump the gun on yourself because you're listening to outside influence. Go with your gut when you are ready, when you know that you've got capacity because you have systems in place for everything else. I didn't have my systems totally down. I didn't have the size of the team that I have now. If you're going to do group, you need a team. That is something else I learned so fast. (laughs) I did it all myself. I built it all. I coached it all. I was doing less than three days a week. It was just a lot. It was a lot. And so make sure that you have capacity yourself when you start doing things and you start expanding on that level. And then again, I love that if you, if this resonates, if you are trying to serve so many people at once, make sure that you have the help and you have the capacity. Cause I did not at the time, I was a one woman soldier and it did not work out to the best of my ability. It really stalled things that I think I could have been a lot farther right now. If I'm being honest, I have the group program. I have it built. I can use it again later. However, it definitely was the bottleneck for way, 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 way too long. All right, so love your clients. Do not listen to them. When they tell you you could could and should be doing things and maybe you don't have the capacity yet. All right, so number three, someone else's results are not yours. And so this, this hits on two ends. One, like don't get caught in that comparison trap of, oh, on Instagram, like this person is in the same niche. They start around the same time and they have exploded. And yet I'm sitting here like a duck. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like don't compare yourself, but more than anything, don't let your client results rock you. And this happened to me too and sent me into imposter syndrome about the same time after the group coaching got launched and started going. And I realized like, oh my gosh, this takes so much time and energy and effort. It was good. But again, big lesson there. So do not let your client results shake you because you are not your clients. Their results are not yours. You can lead a horse to water. You cannot make them drink. 
And so if you have certain clients that are underperforming, do not let that shake your confidence. Do everything in your power to try to help them, but you can't prospect for them. You cannot build the business for them. And I had to learn this the hard way. And so when my clients would have a bad month, I thought I would have a bad month. And I let myself have bad months because if they weren't getting results, to me, in my mind, it meant I was a bad coach. And I know that it's gonna resonate with some of you. That is not true, that is not true. Because some of my clients are getting amazing results, but there were a few that would lag behind and it would rock me. And then I would feel small because I felt like I wasn't doing them a service even though the same coaching, the same training, the same systems, some people just excel. Again, you can lead a horse to water, you cannot do the work for them. And so that was something that I had to learn when I lost a client the first time because they were not getting results, because they weren't doing the work, it rocked me. It rocked me for like two months and I thought I didn't know what I was doing. But again, I had this other list of clients that are crushing it, but I let one person totally shake my confidence. And so I know that I've got coaches that are going to hear this and be like, yep, this happened to me too. Your client's results are not yours. And don't only focus on the bad. Focus on the reality in front of you. If you've got 10 people that are crushing it and just one that is struggling, don't attach yourself to that one and say, oh, it's because I'm a bad coach. That is not true. And that is exactly what I did. I went through imposter syndrome and I got small for a while. I wasn't on social media for a while. I thought I was like, oh my gosh, if I can't help this one individual, I must be, I must, I must have failed. That is not true. And that took me out of the game for way too long. So hopefully I can spare you there. Your client results are not your own. Now, if you're seeing a pattern, you've got 11 people and all 11 suck, you probably need to change something. But again, focus on what the reality is. Don't make it worse than it is. All right. So if one is lagging behind, maybe they're not your ideal client. Maybe they need to have a reality check and they need to put in the work. It's not on you. All right. So their results are not yours. Okay. Number four ask for help. Ask for help when you're going through these imposter syndrome phases and they're going to happen. They still happen. They go, we go through the cycles of belief and low belief and non-belief and all kinds of belief out there. So we go through cycles. It is normal. Being an entrepreneur, being an online entrepreneur where you hear everybody else's criticism, this is not easy guys. And so ask for help when you're feeling low. And I did not do this for long enough. And with that, hire help before you think you're ready. Because again, the coach's job is to create a bridge to get you to collapse time on itself so that you can level up, you can do things faster, and you don't have to make these same mistakes on your own. You can learn from somebody else's. And so hire help before you think you're ready because it will save you so much time and so much heartache. And I waited for way too long to hire additional help. I went through an original coaching training program, had coaching, and it was amazing. And then I waited for a long time to feel like I was ready, to feel like I had made enough money to deserve to hire a really, really high level, become part of the high level mastermind. That was more than a year of college for me. And I spent a lot on college. I spent a lot on this and it scared the crap out of me. I wish I had done it sooner at this point. And so that, when I hired that help, when I joined the mastermind, when I joined Elite Coaching with Rob Dial, it scared the living crap out of me, but it is absolutely the thing that exploded my business. It exploded me as a person. It made me step up into that new identity. And so I wish I had done it sooner, if I'm being totally honest, but I hid for a while because I wanted to be ready. I wanted to feel, and that was the issue. 
We often feel like we're not ready for something. We feel like we need to make more money first. We feel and we get caught in our feelings and we're not being rational. We're not being, we're not leading ourselves like a true business owner that isn't leading by the feelings, but actually going for what you want and actually making the scary, but very wise business decision for yourself, knowing that it will collapse time and it's going to explode your impact. So hire help, ask for help before you think you need it, before you actually feel ready, because that will make such a freaking difference in your life. I, I can't talk enough about how much this has helped. So with that too, surround yourself with other coaches. Don't be afraid of them. That was something else I did. I was afraid of other coaches. I didn't want to compare myself to them. Like, uh, maybe they're going to prospect me. No, surround yourself with other coaches because you need to, you need to have the, the war stories together. You need to have the people you grow up with, quote unquote, in coaching. See them grow. So you can watch each other grow. You can learn from each other. Just be immersed in this industry because there are so many amazing people in it. If you get caught in imposter syndrome, you get caught in judgment, you get caught in comparison, you're doing everybody a disservice, but you're doing yourself the biggest one. I have made friends with so many coaches that have helped me more than they know, more than they know, even by sometimes just being the silent observer on their profiles, watching them grow and flipping that lens again from comparison and criticism of yourself to curiosity. How did they do this? How are they growing? Wow. If they can do it, so can I. And then connecting with them and be, and you know, telling them how, how great they are doing and learning from them. You'll be shocked how many people you can reach out to that you think maybe have ulterior motives that are just straight up here to help you. And so surround yourself with other coaches and again, don't be afraid to ask for help. All right. And then the fifth, the fifth lesson, number five, social media is a game. Play it, play it like a game. It can be something that is fun for you. It doesn't have to be this drag. Like, Oh, I have to make content. Oh my gosh. I have to do this. And again, I have to be on Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Oh my gosh. How am I going to do it all? Guys, it's a game. You just learn how to play one level of the game, master it, learn the rules, figure out how to make it fun for you, and then you move on to the next level and you learn how to get good at that one. And you show up and some days we lose the game. Some days they're not great, but if you show up again tomorrow and you try again, you can win that day, right? And so it is a game. It is just a computer system we have to learn, but I see so many people trying to do it yourself. I'll just figure it out. Not really looking into training, not really learning the rules of the game, just trying to figure it out. I'm a post and I'm going to pray and hopefully I get some clients. I see that constantly. Guys, learn the rules of social media. It is just a computer game we are trying to be. There are so many ways you can play that game that are going to align with you. You don't have to dance on TikTok to still be a really effective coach. <laughs> you don't have to do a podcast like this to still be a really effective coach. Figure out what game you want to play on all the many options out there and just play it to the best of your ability. But hire help, look up the rules, take it seriously. And again, have fun with it. You can find a style that's going to work for you because we do have so many options. Don't put yourself out of the game and decide, oh, this one isn't for me. So that means I must be bad or I must quit or whatever. Just try a different game. Try a different one. If TikTok isn't working, try Instagram. If Instagram isn't working, try Facebook. If that isn't working, try Pinterest. We can all find the game that is built for us, I promise. But again, look up the rules. Learn how to play it. Be an effective player, not someone that's bumbling around being like, I will figure it out. You won't. You can, but it's way more effective. And again, you can shorten that timeline if you really become a student 
and treat it that way. And so in the beginning, again, I was trying to post everywhere. I was trying to do everything, but I wasn't getting really good mastering one thing at a time and really learning the rule book. When I started investing again in training, in social media courses, in learning how to how to grow and really how to write and how to how to write copy and all of that, that's when results really started to take off. And that's when I realized it is a game. You just got to learn the rules and you got to show up every day and try to play it. You're not going to win every day, but as long as you show up and you take yourself off the sidelines, you're going to get a whole lot farther than the people that are not. All right. So that was five lessons. Maybe there were like six or seven in there, if I'm being honest. There's a lot of lessons in there from what I have learned in my first year of coaching. Hopefully I can save some of you some heartache, but also I want to inspire you that if this is something that's on your heart and you're like, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I have something to share and give and serve, but I don't know if there's people that I don't know if there's people that want me. I don't know if I'm good enough. You are. Everybody has something to share and give and serve with. If you have knowledge and you have some talent or specialty, some special skill, some you know so much about houseplants and you want to like teach other people how to take care of them, there are so many small niches out there that are amazing that you can be so successful with. If you just pick yourself up off the sidelines and you decide to step out onto the field and enter the game. So there are a million ways to do this right now. Again, this industry is exploding. Why not take a chance on yourself and try something new that you might just love? I did not know how much I was going to absolutely love this. I was scared shitless when I first started this, if I'm being honest. I was like, I have to post videos where doing what? I was not... I had no idea what to expect, but it was not this. It was not 18 months later, me being in the mastermind, me being surrounded by coaches, me being one of 12 people out of 1,200 almost that are in this community as elite members, me meeting my mentor and my coach that I idolized and I had on my vision board. I'm like, maybe I'll just see him speak in person one day. And now he like calls me out in my business and calls me out on my bullshit every Monday. Love you, Rob, but it... I, I couldn't imagine being right where I'm at right now, 18 months ago when I started. My mind has been blown open. So today's your day. If you're trying to enter the, enter the coaching scene, you think you have a little bit in your stomach that's saying, oh, maybe I can do this. You can. Learn from my lessons, hire help, find people that are going to resonate with you, play the game. You guys can do this. If I can do it, so can you. That's what I got for you today. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope to see you in this space soon if this resonates.